Hi, my name is Yara and I'm the host of Life After Birth. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the Wajak Noongar people, the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded. I send my respects and reverence to Wajak Noongar elders, past, present and emerging. On this podcast, we share stories and wisdom about the ups and downs of our mothering experiences, much like the First Nations people of Australia have done so through their storytelling for over 60,000 years. Through their oral traditions, the Wajak Noongar people have supported and celebrated one another and have passed down knowledge, values and lessons, providing a testament of the power and significance of sharing our own stories. In honouring them, we recognise the importance of storytelling in understanding our past, navigating our present and shaping our future. My hope is that this podcast carries this spirit forward in our conversations, acknowledging that while our stories may differ, they all hold value and contribute to our shared human experience. Hey Mama, I'm Yara Heary and this is Life After Birth. This is where you can find honest and vulnerable conversations that lift the veil on how mothers really experience life after birth. Join me as I talk to the experts in the parenting space, but not as you've heard them before. These conversations explore the common humanity in all our lived experiences as mothers, so that you're left feeling seen, heard, validated, and bolstered in your ability to weather your mothering storms. Hey, mamas. So this week on the Seeds for Your Garden segment, I'm going to be, I guess, musing. I don't want to say answering a question because I feel like, as I have said before, you know, the advice or the feedback that I provide in these episodes are not specific to any particular person, but it's just that they may be prompted by questions or um, suggestions that people make over on social media or people who've sent through emails And so this week I wanted to talk about some thoughts around when you know it's time to add to your family. Uh, And I'm really speaking about people who already have a child and who are considering whether the time is right or whether at all to have more than one or to add to multiples if you already had them. And I have some, personally, I have some very strong thoughts on that. One of the things I think that we need to think about when we're considering, I guess, our positioning for having another child is just be aware that there is a lot of social pressure around when the right time, when it is the right time to actually have more children. And there kind of seems to be this standard, which is that, you know, uh, when your firstborn or subsequently born child is you know, around about the age of two, maybe even for some people they've experienced this a bit earlier, that people start asking questions about when's the next one coming. And in fact, I remember getting those questions so early on uh, after I'd had my first that it's pretty evident that people expect that you're going to have another one again soon. And there seems to be this like this perceived perfect age group, which is like two years or something like that. Um, and I mean, as a general thing that I say to people when they ask me this, you know, in the, in my one-on-one sessions or in my group coaching is that this really has to be a decision that's based in the well-being of the mother and secondly, the well-being of the family. Um, and that it really is not something that should be up for discussion or influence by 
external parties or other family members or our culture as a whole. So we really need to keep in mind that that, that cultural pressure does exist because if we're if we're feeling uncomfortable about adding to our family, but we have this pressure about doing it, we need to start asking questions about where that pressure is coming from and whether or not that is actually in our best interest to tune in to that pressure. So first of all, I just wanted to make that point, right? Because the other thing about that is that often these cultural expectations around how many children to have, when to have children and stuff, they aren't rooted in the well-being of the mother. And for me, whenever I'm talking to mothers about these kinds of things, the mother's well-being is absolutely number one for me. And the reason for that is because the mother is often in many traditional households that, that we all live in is often the one who's responsible for primary caregiving. Even in households where maybe there's a more equal share or once a baby is or a, an infant is, is up to a certain age, maybe the other partner takes on more of that share. There's a really long period of time where it is the biological mother who is doing the lion's share of care. And prior to that, it's the pregnancy itself as well. And for, you know, depending on what your experience of pregnancy has been, some women experience really more severe kind of pregnancy symptoms that really impact their quality of life. And and that is absolutely a factor, a consideration that you should put into that. So I guess the next things that I would be encouraging people to think about when they're um, considering whether or not to add more children to their family is what state are you in right now? You know, how is your mental health right now? How is your physical health right now? Do you feel that you have the support that you need to feel nourished on this journey as a mother right now? And if you answer no to any of those questions, I would be putting a lot of energy into into being able to answer those questions with a yes. So being able to answer yes to my mental health is really good and solid and I have reliable ways and opportunities to actually nourish myself and look after myself. And I'm not talking about glamorized self-care, which is about baths and stuff, although I love a good bath. But, you know, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about do you have regular opportunity to connect with yourself on a deep and meaningful level and to nourish yourself on a deep and meaningful level, both in the physical sense, so movement, nourishment, but also on a more spiritual, deeper sort of level. You know, how is your body going? Does your body feel good? If you're experiencing pain, if you're just generally kind of have this sense that your body doesn't feel good right now for you, then that absolutely needs to be a factor. And um, do you have support around you to be able to do those other two things? And if you don't, then again, it's about looking at how can we build those supports around you and they might be needing to uh, exercise greater boundaries. It may be needing to feel more comfortable around expressing needs to your immediate family and to friendships and other supports you have that are not just immediate family. And it may also be about like calling in supports that you pay for. Um, and that could be like someone who walks a dog or a cleaner or someone who helps the gardening or a babysitter or a, a therapist or, you know, a body worker of some sort. Those are really important. And the reason why these are the biggest things to consider when we're thinking about having more babies is because ultimately your mental health, your level of support and your physical well-being is going to impact not only your quality of life, which is so important, 
because you are important, but it's also going to impact the quality of life of your children and of your family. So many of the women who come to see me and many women that I know, the way that we are trying to parent today is that we're often trying to limit some of the harm that we may have experienced in our own childhoods. We're trying to limit the impact of that onto our children who exist today. And if we are depleted, if we are mentally struggling, if we don't have support around us to be able to do that kind of cycle breaking, which again, I don't think we need to be doing all the time, but if we if we want to be able to do that at all, we need support. If we don't have all of that, it's going to be really difficult for you then to parent in a more aligned way where you are both prioritizing your needs and prioritizing the emotional and physical and mental and all of the rest of it needs of your children and your family as well. So that is absolutely my thoughts on whether or not to add more children. So some people may be ready to do that within one year of having their first child. Some may be willing or not just willing, some may be ready to do that two years later. Some may need to wait eight years. <laughs> you know, I, I know people personally, friends, my own auntie, you know, who'd waited that long because that's what they needed to do. And and some of some of the time for some of those people, there's issues in terms of fertility along the way with that too. But the women that I'm actually thinking of off the top of my head who waited longer, it was really just about like getting to a place where they felt that they had the resources required internally and externally, so within themselves and in their social supports, to be able to provide what was important in terms of mothering the next child that came along, right? Or maybe they had other things going on. So I guess the core of what I'm trying to get across is it's not about the expectations around you. It's not about the perfect timing. The perfect timing is actually just what feels good for you. And for some people, they may choose to just have one because that's all that they can manage and that's completely fine, you know, completely fine. We need to be aware of when social pressure and expectation, like even around, you know, um, families with single children, there is so much pressure, ridiculous pressure around that as well in terms of what we are and are not providing to our children if we don't give them siblings. So we need to be aware that that exists and we need to call bullshit on it because it's just not reasonable. The most important thing is that the mother and the couple, if there is one, is healthy and thriving, even despite challenge, thriving, so that they can give themselves and their children the best possible um, outcome, right? It's not about sacrificing ourselves for a certain number of children, you know, and pacing ourselves through that is important if that's what we feel that we need. I also just want to add here that there is a a thought that I have here as well in terms of looking at the the greatest structure and looking at the patriarchal culture that we live within and how having multiple children very close together may actually sustain the patriarchy in some ways and in the in the ways that I'm talking about here is really about because mothers within this culture are quite disempowered and undervalued the more children we have, the longer we stay in that place of being undervalued and disempowered and potentially with less less voice. And I say that to give context or food for thought maybe. I say that to give food for thought around why the pressure exists on a social level for women to have children close together. Of course there are benefits of having children close together 
as well, which is, you know, having siblings at similar ages and going through, you know, the lack of sleep and the nappies and all of that stuff at the same time. That's really important for us to consider. Like, obviously, that's a benefit, but I do think we need to look at all of the different reasons why these pressures exist. And I think more and more women are really reclaiming their power in mothering because it is a sacred time. So we are reclaiming our our power within that, but we have to remember that we still do operate within this culture. And so what I am saying is that it's not about it's not about being feminist and therefore not having more children, but it's about pacing it so that it works for you. So if you feel ready to have children close together and you feel that you can remain feeling empowered and that you can remain feeling like you have a voice, then go ahead and do that, right? But if you feel like you need more space in order to gather your resources, then do that. So I hope that that has provided maybe some some food for thought, some seeds for your garden, and I will see you again or speak to you rather next week. Have a wonderful day and go gently, Mama. Thanks so much for joining me, Mama. If you enjoyed this episode, I would just love for you to leave me a review and follow or subscribe to be notified when the next episode drops. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me over at Instagram where my handle is at lifeafterbirthpsychology. And if you'd like to know more about how I can support you on your mothering journey, head over to my website, www.lifeafterbirth.com.au. See you back here soon for our next chat.